Our readings today are focusing on three important things regarding discipleship. Prudence, renunciation of possessions, and above all, love. Prudence. Well, I think Jesus would not have been a good recruiter in our society today. When you want to recruit, you want to market the position. You want to entice people to see that there is something good in accepting that position. Rather, Jesus tells the challenges, the difficulties. He does not tell them what they will gain, but he tells them what they need to lose in order to be his disciple. Calculate the cost. But the cost of discipleship is very expensive. And so prudence come in to measure out and see that what you are embracing, you will be able to carry through. It is not a part-time business. It is not a partial commitment to Christ as a disciple. It is our full time. So in other words, uh, there is no trade unionism regarding being a disciple or Lord uh, or two days a week or one hour a day. No. It is our entire life that should be committed to Jesus and his mission. And that is what disciple means. So one has to evaluate and see if he is willing to embrace this honorable course by letting other things go. You know, when you are undertaking a project, you do the feasibility studies of the project. You evaluate how much it's going to cost. You evaluate the benefits of that project and see the, that whether the amount of money I am throwing into the profit project is worthwhile. If not, we back up. The same way applies to our response to Christ as discipleship. We, there is no middle way. It's either we are for Christ or we are for something else. We cannot serve two masters. So if we want to be genuine disciples of Jesus, prudence and well calculation of what it entails and what we want to let go is very important. The second thing is also renunciation. Jesus uses hyperbole, which was the uh, literary general of the time. If anybody wants to be my disciple without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. How can we hate our own life? In other words, Jesus used an exalted language to bring about the truth. And the Greek word that is translated hate could also be translated prefer less. 
In other words, love of our relatives and love of ourselves should not supersede our love of God. All these are to be loved, but they cannot come between us and Jesus who calls us. Jesus responded to the call of his father to suffer and to die on the cross on our behalf. Do you think that Jesus did not love his life? If not, would he, why would he pray that, Father, if it is possible, let this car pass by? But if it cannot pass by without me drinking from it, let thy will be done. He's talking about the cross. And so when we talk about the cross, taking the cross and following Jesus as his disciple means that in some times, the will of God will cross my personal will. Christ had loved that the cup will pass by, but the will of God was for him to drink from the cup. So when we get into that crisis moment, when we get to that crossroad, are we turning left or right? Is it my will or the will of God? And Jesus is saying that, if I love myself more than the carrying the cross, more than the will of God, if I want my will to prevail instead of the will of God, then we are not worthy of his disciple. But it was the cross, the suffering, the letting go of his will that brought about our adoption, our sanctification, and our salvation by shedding his blood on the cross to redeem humanity. So we have to learn, take a clue from that love that Jesus had that enabled him to go out of his way, to renounce himself and his will, to embrace the will of the Father that became beneficial to the rest of humanity. You know, the indictment of St. Paul to the Gentiles was that they didn't have the law but they could have realized God in his creation. But the indictment is instead of giving honor to the creator, they gave honor to the creature. So anytime that we put anything or anybody over and above our love for God, that is idolatry. That is worshiping a false God. And so... As I began to say, there is, we, we cannot let anything come between us and God. Because if we do, we are not worthy as disciples. We cannot serve true masters. God and his kingdom should be the priority on our list. And that entails letting certain things go. So that we can avail ourselves to Christ. And finally, to be a disciple is to love. And that is why St. Paul tells us in the second, the first reading, we owe nothing to anybody except the love that we owe to one another. Because that is a compendium of the law. All the commandments can be summarized into love of God and love of our neighbor. Dearly beloved, I can't imagine a world 
the peaceful world that will emanate if we take this commandment to heart that I owe everybody my love and everybody owes me his or her love. If we are to love as Christ loved, not love that try to take advantage of the other, not love that is channeled and directed towards what I'm going to gain from that relationship, but love for the sake of the other. Our world will be the most peaceful and most lively place for all of us to live. St. Uh, uh, Martin de Paul's leave that love out by dedicating his entire life in helping the sick, in helping African slaves. They had nothing to offer him back, but he loved them and served them because they are people who carry the image of God in them. Dearly beloved, may the Holy Spirit help us and all of the world so that we will become genuine disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ, living the life of love for anyone we encounter. May the Lord help us and bless us. Amen. Amen.